Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com, because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercer. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 351 for Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? Are you having the best day ever? Best week ever? Is existence just wonderful? I hope it is for you. And uh, if this happens to be your first episode of the One Man Podcast, what is it that you have stumbled across? Well, it is me, comedian, brand ambassador, earthling, Josh Williams, telling you what is going on with me personally, professionally, and everything in between. And this week, I'm going to tell you about a nice... Expo, expo con- conference. What? There's a different name for it that I'm already lost. Already this, this close in the episode and I already don't know the words I'm trying to say. Convention? Not conference, convention. Expo, event. That's all it is. I'm going to tell you guys about that. I had a great time working quite a few days last week doing that. I got to go have some, some breakfast with friends of mine in honor of my birthday. I mean, we like to sit down and do breakfast every now and again anyways, but you know, we said that this one was in honor of the birthday. Why not? I'll tell you about a new activation that I've started this week. Some more events that I've booked. I started watching a show. I did another episode of Codenames Live, you know, just all over the place. I got people reaching out. I got some emails to read. You know, I'll tell you about my birthday, even though it was pretty uneventful. That's it. That's, 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 uh, that's it. That's the episode. All right. Thanks so much, guys. No, I'll, uh, I'll tell you about all sorts of different stuff. So I've done a really good job of color coding my subjects this week so I can, you know, tell you guys some of the other stuff, you know, kind of move around, know that I'm, you know, just staying on particular types of subjects. So why don't I start with some of my, you know, just my regular stuff. I, I had breakfast with my friends, Tasha and Richard, and it was lovely. We went to a place whose name, I think it was called name of couch Chesterfields in Ottawa. We went on Wednesday because apparently there's no lineup on Wednesday and it was good. I had, what did I have? I got like an eggs Benny only instead of like, I tried to do keto. I was trying to pay attention. I was like, but I'm like, you know what? But this is like the only meal that I'm going to sit down and eat in a restaurant. It's an honor. My birthday. I just came back and I'd lost weight. You know what I mean? I, I told you guys about how I was doing. So I'm, I'm still rocking right close to what I was at. I haven't been a, an animal this week. I've still stayed very keto with my regime. However, I have had some snacks. I've been, been working. So whoop, up. Oh, here's the first yawn of the episode. What are we? two and a half minutes in according to my thing. But once you've added that intro stuff, I had five minutes in, I'm already yawning. But basically I, 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 I try, I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be good. I want Benny because regular Benny, if I get like, you know, eggs without the English muffins, I can do that with the hollandaise sauce and some meat. And I'm like, Hey, that's a keto breakfast right there. So, but I just decided, I'm like, you know what? I can go off for a day and I'll just get right back on the horse for the rest of the afternoon and for the rest of, of the, 
you know, the rest of the week for the rest of my life, maybe who knows. So I decided that I'm going to go Benny. They did this like Benny where it was like egg on top of a piece of like jalapeno cornbread, which I'm like, that sounds absolutely amazing. I definitely want the jalapeno cornbread. I love cornbread. So I was like, this is going to be amazing. And then they did uh, plantain, which I forgot that there was plantain on it and pineapple, like roasted pineapple. So I'm like, these are, these are sugars. And so is the, the, the cornbread. Like I know that's carbs, but I'm like, but I'm, I'm going to just have that. And that's gonna be it. I asked for like Buffalo cauliflower on the side. So I stayed keto with my side and do home fries, even though I love home fries. And I'm trying to remember what the second side that I selected was. I think it was just some veg or whatever. I just, again, very, very keto. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Had a great conversation with Tasha and Richard while I was there. The menu looked quite nice. And then afterwards, Richard and I went to Costco because again, I was like, all right, sticking with the keto stuff. I'll see if there's any more keto snacks, any things that I can do to my, you know, keep myself enjoying life and being good. And, you know, I, I'm trying to think, oh, I did, I did, what did I do that day? I did a hot dog at Costco afterwards. Rich is like, you want to do a Costco hot dog? And I'm thinking, I'm like, I already had breakfast. You know, I already cheated, cheated for breakfast. So I'm like, I don't know, but I'm like, eh, it is just a hot dog, you know? So I ate a hot dog, but like keto style. So I put mustard on it because mustard's keto. And I had, what did I have? Yeah, I forked, forked and knifed it. Sorry, guys, my head's a little off place because I'm reading the next thing I ate and I was going to talk about that. I, I did a fork and knife on the, the, the hot dog. So I, I, there's a picture on my Instagram, one man podcast Instagram, where you can see me like cutting Richard thought at the end, he's like, well, we take a picture of this. I'm like, oh yeah, that would be something that would be shareable. So I'm like, yeah, I took a picture of, of the hot dog on the bun. I'm literally just with Costco wooden fork and knife cutting through a hot dog and eating just the dog not the bun. So I did keto with that. And then that night while I, well, sorry, while I was at Costco, I got this keto bread. I'm trying to remember what the hell it's called. It's in a purple bag and it's like carbonot, I think is what they call it. Like carbonot, but no, you can tell I'm not eating anything right now because I'm fucking yawning constantly, even though I've got two coffees in me. The low cal stuff, guys, your body runs on fuel. You know, your car's going to start putting and, and whatnot, puttering if you're, uh, if you're running out of gas, assuming you haven't already transferred to electric cars, you know, those cars that are saving the planet. Everybody's happy to pay a hundred thousand dollars for that night. I, Brooke and, and Crystal were making burgers and they smelled absolutely amazing. So I was like, you know, they had some leftovers and they're like, do you want one? I'm like, well, the burger itself is keto, but I'm like, I just got this keto bread so I can put, you know, a burger on that. I got this mayo, this, this garlic sauce you know, jar of garlic sauce from Toronto when I was there from one of the Costco's there. And so I'm like, I'm gonna put a little of this garlic sauce on. I'm going to put a little bit of hot sauce, this burg. I had some Parmesan cheese that was finely grated. So I was like, I put a little bit of parm on it for some cheese flavor. Delicious. So that day I did the breakfast, which was so not keto, but not insanely, not, not insanely, not keto. How many double negatives can we do in a, in a sentence? And then hot dog, just the dog with mustard. And then finally, Jesus Christ, talking about food makes me exhausted now. And then a burger at night. So very happy to have been fed. Thank you to all the lovely people who, you know, wanted to watch me eat that day. And I think I was feeling a little, I was feeling a nice high from Tuesday getting on the scale and going, fuck yeah, 20, you know, 16 pounds in two weeks. That's great. So I was kind of like, I deserve a celebration, but you gotta be careful with that. Cause you go, I'm going to deserve a celebration and snowflake can turn to blizzard. I ended up getting some snacks from Costco. I got some, I think they're called like tamarind almonds, whatever. It's like a smoky flavored almonds. I've been picking at those. Like I pour myself. Like, oh God, what can we do to make this yawning stop? 
we, uh, I decided to, to, you know, I'll pour, I got all these like leftover cups from events that I do. So I've got these Tim Hortons cups. I've got these clear plastic cups and I hate wasting. So rather than throwing sleeves of shit into the garbage, I'll bring them home and I'll find a use for them. I'll either make a coffee to go in one, or I'll, I'll use it for just the teas and stuff I make at home. Or if I give someone a tea here, hit the road, just throw this out, you know, just that way it's not wasted. But lately I've been using them as little snack cups. So I weigh my snacks. So I know exactly how many calories I have. I track it with my fitness pal and then throw it in there and be like, all right. Got a little snack and when it's done, it's done. As opposed to just sticking your, sticking your hand in a bag, right? Or pouring all willy-nilly thinking, ah, this isn't a lot. More often than not, it's more than you think, gang. This is the Boring Myself with My Own Stories podcast. My soundboard is hell with the constant yawning. But I haven't been sleeping great lately, guys. I have not been sleeping great. So yeah, good day on Wednesday. Food, food, food. I think I still stayed on my calories. I have, I've been continuing to lose over the course of the week, but not at the same level because I'm not just starving myself and, and doing the shakes. I am, I am doing like some eating, some snacks, like all day long, I'll just coffee, water, whatever. But then I get to the evening or even honestly, right before bed. And I'm like, whew, I am hungry. What's a good keto snack. I think I'm doing myself a disservice. Jesus Christ to, I'm almost considering just hitting pause and being like, should I just do this another time when I'm awake? But today's the day the podcast is due. I, I wanted to do it yesterday, but I was equally tired. And I thought, oh, I'll do it Wednesday when I'm bright eyed and mushy tailed, not happening today either. So anywho, you can, you can really throw yourself off the rails by, by eating before bed. And I know regardless of whether or not you're eating keto or what, if you're eating before bed, it's just not, not ideal. I, I did get my shit unpacked because I always come home from a, a day and I get start doing things and, and my luggage will stay all over the place filled with clothes. So I spent a day and put stuff away and organized some things because on Thursday I had to do an event at the Ottawa home and remodeling show at the uh, Ernst and Young center, big convention center. And so I'm like, okay, I gotta be up super, super early Thursday morning to drive across the city to go to what do you call it? The storage locker to get all of the assets. And then not only would I be setting everything up all day, I would be working the events and I said all day, setting everything up all morning, right? So it's from like 8 AM till, till what is it? Noon. And then from noon to nine. So it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day on, on relatively low energy. And the first day, I guess, recovering from having eaten. So how's my body going to feel after eating? It wasn't a bad day. I actually felt pretty energized and, uh, and pretty good. I was bringing the shakes with me, Jesus Christ. Send me an email, guys. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. How does this me yawning affect you? I would imagine anyone tuning in, they're like, oh, I wonder what this show's about. It's like, fuck. Yawning is contagious too. Do I ever make you guys yawn with this shit? When you're listening, do you ever just start yawning because I've been yawning? <laughs> Apparently it's very contagious. So I, yeah, I, I decided to see how it is. I, I packed... I was a good bitch. I packed a little one man podcast bag that had, you know, four bottles of water, four packs of the shakes, my little mixer cup, which I still absolutely adore and a mixer, not like the handshake mix, but like the actual little motorized spinny one that you can recharge. Oh my God. It's so great. Everything blends super, super nice. Brought that with the things that I needed to, to make that work, you know, for the day and, and super, super happy with that. I had a really good time at the, at the convention. So I was representing HelloFresh. And I got to tell you guys, so I want to say a big shout out to Kay, Letitia, Tiffany, and Stephanie from Simon Pure for picking me to rock that event again. I, I had an absolute blast. I 
don't dislike the product HelloFresh. I just can't say that I use it all the time myself. I get busy during the week. And as much as it is designed for people with, you know, hey, you got a busy lifestyle. Why waste time thinking of what to make dinner? Well, sometimes my busy lifestyle has me out of the house at night, several days a week, as well as during the day. And I end up with meals in the fridge that I can't cook because I'm not home and then they go bad and then I hate my life. So I, I like the product. I think that it's, it's good. It's a little out of my price range, especially now that I'm just kind of cooking for myself and, and the places that I go don't always have, like, I, I would tell some people too, like, Hey, if you're going to a workplace the next day, if it's just, if you're just single and you're like, well, it's always minimum two portions. I'm like, just take the, the second portion for your lunch the next day. And then lunch is solved. You don't have to, to go through it again. Which works if you're, you know, you're not like me and sometimes you're in the middle of a field doing an activation or you're on the street where there's no microwave, there's no storage, you can't put a lunch. So now I'll just not eat, right? Like the, the shakes are better because I can take my cup with me in a little bag, just pour a bottle, a little bottle of water in it, mix it up. Like it's better. So I've got options, but in terms of like cooking meals to, to bring with me somewhere where I can't reheat them or whatever, not as feasible. So I do like the product. And one of the cool things, guys, is that whenever I do one of these, I get a promo code that's like super, super, super beneficial, super, super discounted. So it's a little sleazy to say, but you know, for my listeners, guys, you can, you can use these promo codes and quite honestly, get like 50% off like three boxes. I think it's 50% and then 35, 35, which is a good discount. And then you can just cancel it afterwards. So it's a great way to get cheap groceries, even cheaper than the grocery stores. If you were to buy everything yourself, it's like, it puts things at about $5 a plate, which good luck finding a gas station sandwich for five bucks a plate. You know what I mean? So it's a good deal. I do have some friends that are in contact with me. So whenever I'm like, Hey, I'm doing a HelloFresh thing. I'm like, Oh shit, what's the code? I want the new code. And then they'll sign up and get a new, new box. It's amazing. So, you know, and then when it becomes not of value to them, they just cancel it. There's no fees, no, nothing hidden. I'm not going to sales pitch you guys too much because even at this moment, the code that I have is now obsolete. I've been working with them to try to get a code for my listeners, something that's just ongoing, which would be great. would love to have that. But that's what I did. I appreciate my Simon Pure staff for picking me to do it. That's what I was sitting at my my booth and doing. And I actually worked the booth right through my birthday. So I am 41 now. That was Friday. I turned 41. So my fear that like, you know, I was going to be like the ring where it's like, I'm one week away from turning 41. You know, all of us fat comedians die at 40. Oh shit. Oh shit. You know, I got seven days, like the ring, just seven days. And I felt like if I could make it to 41, maybe, maybe I'd, I'd break that curse. Almost like Homer eating the blowfish. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, oh, if he's still, if he's still alive by morning, then, then he should be fine. Right. So he spends his last day doing all the stuff, which funny enough, Homer and the blowfish would have been a hilarious Hootie and the blowfish thing, except uh, Hootie and the blowfish came out after the Simpsons. And after that episode, I believe that was like one of the first season episodes, but that was me the whole week going just, you know, it's not like to say now I'm, now I'm invincible and immortal, but I just think. I, I'm just glad that, that I'm not another statistic of, of a fat comic at 40 that that's whose heart exploded. Everyone at the convention, I kept telling them that and they're like, well, you know, you're not doing fucking speed balls like, like Chris Farley. I'm like fair, but you know, I haven't been taking the best care of myself either. Shout out to one of the, the vendors who was selling fudge. I wish I could remember her name or the name of her, her company because she was amazing and super fun, but she came and gave me like a little layered red velvet fudge for my birthday. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. I cut a little piece off the end to taste it just as a like, Hey, happy birthday to me. But again, I cheated on Wednesday. I wasn't trying to cheat again on Friday. So I had a little piece just as a thank you. They gave it to me just for my birthday. So no charge. Very, very kind, super sweet. Super sweet. Not just the flavor, but super kind is what I mean. And I was just happy. Oh yeah. 
love it when my alarms go off. That's my, my alarm telling me to have my first shake of the day, which I had like an hour ago. So you know that I'm on, uh, I'm on, I'm on topic. I'm on, uh, on point with my, my regulations of things, but happy to have turned 41. Let's see how far we can keep this train going before my heart explodes. I'm always terrified it's going to happen on a podcast. And I'm like, you guys get a big laugh out of it. I mean, you care about me too. Some of you, but it would be funny if I just died on the air, especially if they're gloating about how, you know, heart attacks and stuff don't come when you expect them. You're not like, all right, it's past 7 PM. Now, now is a fine, convenient time for my body to attack me. It's always when you're right in the middle of something like now out of nowhere, now my heart's going to explode. So I, I, I made it this far. Let's see how we go. But of course, if I die during the podcast, there'd be no one to upload it, you know, no one to, to go in and, and edit it and upload it. So just, and I've, I've gotten to the point right now where there's so many times where I've had like long gaps in the podcast where you guys didn't hear anything from me. Like no one would find the body. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people would be like, oh my God, it's, it's Wednesday. The podcast's not out. Something must've happened. Call, call, you know, call the parent. No, I, I'd be one of those things that, you know, a neighbor smelled, a smelled something coming from the house and everyone would just be like, eh, fucking Josh late with the podcast again. I'd be like, no, I'm late entirely. now. I am the late Josh Williams. So doing the event, I, I saw some neat items, you know, these events, like a lot of it was like siding and roofing and insurance and mortgages and all stuff that no comedian will ever need because we don't have assets. We don't have, you know, assets. Is that what I just said? We don't have assets. We don't have uh, what was another word for the love of God brain. Just give me some of my words back. We don't have any investments. We don't have any, you know, anything that's worth anything. God, that feels sad that I don't know the word even more sad to actually stop and think about what I was saying. But, but I did see some other things. Sometimes they have just like little neat stuff there. So they had this really cool, like wobble board. I don't It's not what it was called, but it's like a board that you stand on and it essentially oscillates, you know, or, or, or it shakes back and forth. So it basically like you're engaging your hips and your core and stuff like that. And apparently it's really good for circulation. It'll help get rid of a lot of fogginess and things like that because it keeps your blood flowing better. Apparently it's good for diabetes. So I wanted to pick one up and they were normally like 1200 bucks. They were on sale for like nine or something like that for the expo. But I got the guy's card. I told him, I go, listen, is there any way for me to get one of these bad boys, you know, after the show for said price, just the finances aren't there right now. He's like, yeah, 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 of course. Love me. I took care of him, got him some free shit. So he, he's like, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll figure something out. But, but definitely something that I want to want to get because just, just after talking, dude had a heart attack and a stroke and he's like, and it helped him recover because it kept, uh, kept his, his blood flowing, things like that. He's like, it's good for the, no- the joints. It's good for the back. It's good for your core. So, you know, whatever they had these collapsible seats too, which I've seen before, I think on TV or something or in ads where it's essentially like a disc, you pull it out and it collapse, you know, everything clicks in on itself and gives you like a nice chair that you can bring with you. And I was like, that would be great for me because, you know, I do a lot of stuff where it'd be nice to have a seat and, and I don't, so I'm going to need one of those bad boys. I forgot to go back though. I forgot to go back and buy one. So I did not get one, but I loved that they had uh, orange and black. Cause I'm like, oh good podcast brand colors, but they were 40 bucks each. So I was like, ah, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. I'm gonna have to find a way to, to, to find that person and then like finagle them into giving me a discount or something. And then finally there was like, like, like little massage chairs, but they were like, they seemed kind of cheap. Like they were, they were comfortable, but instead of like your standard $3,000 massage chair or whatever that you would find at Costco, these were like, they, one of them was like a mat almost that you put over a chair, like a higher quality than just the ones that you lay on your chair and they just vibrate. This was like ones with balls and they did massage, they move up and down, things like that. 
but it was just something you lay over an existing chair and they were like 400 bucks. And I was like, eh, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't seem that, that great. And then there was the actual, like a, like a folding chair version where it's, where it's right built right into the chair. And I was like, oh, that's a little better. And that was 500. Cause they're like, oh, it's normally like 1200 online, but it's, it's 500 for the expo. And I was like, ah, we'll see, you know, come home. But I'm like, but I, but the folding chair part, when I say it seemed kind of cheap, like it wasn't cheap in comparison to a lot of folding chairs, but it was just that it seemed a little, a little cheap for what the rest of the chair is, this big massage section. And, and of course the, per, like the, the controls were built right into the arm of the chair. Like, again, you're thinking like plastic handle lawn folding chairs. So like when you're trying to do it, you can't see it. You got to like sort of lean forward and turn yourself so you can see what you're trying to do. But a good massage chair, you should be able to adjust while continuing to get the massage. I don't know. I, I, again, didn't have the finances for it, but I did consider it. I was just like, you know what, at the end of the day, seems a little cheap. And if I'm going to fork out several hundred bucks, I'm going to do it for, you know, the proper massage chair, not just, you know, a half-assed version. Want to give a shout out to Steph at Dunrobin Distilleries and a shout out to Randy at Vodkow. Just two groups that I work with all the time when I'm doing stuff for founders and they were there, you know, taking care of me as always. Vodkow has a new delicious seasonal flavor called chocolate orange, which was absolutely delicious. Thank you. Thank you team for, for hooking me up with a bottle. And Dunrobin as always, their, their raspberry black tea is great. Did I drink any? No, I actually swished and spit the chocolate orange and I'm like, you know, I'm doing keto right now, but the keto is only temporary. There's going to get to a point where I hit, you know, a, a plateau or, or a point of, you know, diminishing returns and I'll be able to add carbs and, and cheats back into my, my diet. But sadly as temporary as my keto is, so is the chocolate orange flavor. So got a bottle of that that I was able to put away and uh, we'll have someday when I'm done. I want to give a nice shout out to my buddy, Pat at Magnum commercial. He was one of the gentlemen sharing, sharing a booth across from me. And so poor guy had to listen to me run my mouth all weekend. But, but after like a day or so, he came over, he's like, Hey man, I hear you're doing a lot of this, that blah, 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 you know, respect. You got a lot of pots in the stove. I, I like your hustle. I like your attitude. And I was like, yeah, you know, we're stuck here. May as well have a good time. But you know, then we just started shooting shit. Good dude. Good dude. I helped him tear down his, some of the stuff in his booth afterwards. You know, he was a good guy. He picked up some, some soaps. Actually, I brought some of my JD Bauer soaps with me just cause I have other friends that are there that are interested in it. And so he was asking me, like I had it behind my booth and he's like, Oh, what's that over there? I'm like, ah, oh, soaps. Da, da, da. He ended up picking up some soaps too. Just a good dude. Good fucking guy. So dug that really, uh, really grateful for having a good neighbor during there. There was also the lovely Francesca at a company called super dips. And these were really cool gang. These were like, these are like a seasoning that you would add to a, you'd add it to a sour cream or like a cream cheese. Or what I did was I added it to the cottage cheese that I brought home from Toronto and they have all these different flavors, you know, like broccoli, cheddar, queso, salsa, you know, a French onion, roasted garlic. And it's essentially these packets of seasoning. You just dump them. You just empty the whole packet into a tub of sour cream or something like that, mix it around and then leave it for like two hours to set. And it just essentially becomes like a nice dip, but they're very, very flavorful dips. They are keto, you know, friendly. I looked at the ingredients and stuff. They're keto friendly. And of course, sour cream and and cottage cheese are keto. So it was, it was cool. I made one up the other day, but I didn't have anything to dip in it. So the cottage cheese, cottage cheese is still very bland. So I might try it with a, with a sour cream and then use it as something on like bread. I might, I might actually like cook one of those pieces of cook toast, one of those pieces of the carbonate bread, and then, you know, smear some of that 
sour cream or, or cottage cheese. I did it with cottage cheese, but I also chose the flavor like bacon cheddar or whatever on that. It didn't have it. I think it had those like little simulated bacon bits in it. So I've had their stuff before and it's delicious, but I think that just the texture of the sour cream and because everything else on it is thin, as opposed to like a nice thick sour cottage cheese story is what I meant versus a, a nice sour cream maybe changes the dynamic of it a little bit, maybe dip some, some celery or something, but either way, I, I bought a bunch of their stuff. They were great. I got a bunch in there and I'm, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about like better snacking. I did uh, want to give a shout out to Christian at KNKT belts. These are ratchet belts. So if you're, you know, if you don't want to poke the holes in a belt or whatever, this is a nice ratchet belt where essentially, you know, you pick your buckle, you pick the, the belt color and style throw the buckle on the end, there's teeth that bite it. And then essentially when you push it through the, the buckle, it just ratchets, it, it clicks on these things. You can pull it tighter, make it looser. They're just really nice belts. I like the ratchet belts because I'm a big guy and it makes it a little bit easier to pick the exact size. So as I gain and lose weight, I don't have to keep using the same holes. I'm not putting tension in one spot. They're, they're easy to, 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 to take on and, and take off. So I, I really, really liked them. I picked up a couple, but Christian was such a cool dude. He gave me a promo code to you. So guys, they are KNKT belts. The promo code is K-O-T-U-L-A-K 25, which gives you 25% off your purchase. So I picked up some of those. I think that's great. I'm going to put it in the show notes just so that you guys can, can use the code because they're great belts. If you're looking for just some nice stylish belt, the buckles are really nice on them too. So you got a lot of options with that, but absolutely, absolutely love these, these belts. I'm super excited. Thank you, Christian, for hooking me up with a discount and, and you guys check in the show, the show notes for promo code for the belts, because I would love for you guys to be able to, to get some as well and save. So I'll put those in the notes for the next little while, just so you guys can, uh, can get a chance. And please, if you pick one up, contact at one manpodcast.com and let me know. Finally, my favorite, favorite booth, and, and that's even a big apology to Christian, because even though he's a great dude and he hooked me up, man, the people, I want to say a big shout out to Christina and D at Spezial Fine Foods. Oh my God, guys. Did my new keto snack. Easy peasy. I went by, now when there's a lot of these events, well, these events happen all the time. And usually you'll find two or three different, you know, cured meat companies there that are like, Hey, want to try some kangaroo? Want to try some crocodile? Want to try some, you know, bison or, you know, camel? Like there's always like some exotic animal, you know, pepperettes or something to try, but they only use like, you know, a lot of them, I'm not going to be, you know, blasphemous or liable, but a lot of them only use, you know, 10 to let's say on the high end, 20% of that gamey meat because it's expensive. So the rest, they'll just use pork. So you're getting sort of the taste, but you're also getting regular pork and stuff as well. Well, Christina and D, they just do your European style. They're not doing anything fancy, nothing exotic. They're just doing like European style meats. They do all these great salamis. They do pepperettes. They do, you know, cacciatore. They do soppressata. They did smoked bacon. And they just kept letting me try stuff. I didn't even like, I just walked by and they're like, here, try our pepperettes. I was like, yeah, it's going to be like everything else. Right. So I... I tried one and it was unreal. Like stopped me in my tracks. I was like, holy shit, I've had a lot of pepperettes in my day and this is amazing. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, here, try the hot pepperettes. And so I tried the hot one and it was like, you could just taste the meat. And then there was just a little bit of heat. It wasn't like chew, chew, burny, burny. It was like chew, delicious flavor of the pepperette. And then just this like heat that would build. So just heat, not spice, not burn, just heat. It was delicious. 
So I ended up buying a few packages of their stuff. They had an amazing summer sausage. They had uh, sopressata. They had uh, salamis. I probably spent $200 at their booth over the course of the weekend. But the nice thing is their stuff is keto, fat and meat I can eat. So I'm like, when I make my little snacks, which I've been doing this week, I put a little bit of, of the almonds that I was telling you about in, I take two of the pepperettes and I slice them up into little, let's say half inch for my American listeners. Eh, fuck it. Everybody. So say a centimeter for Canadians, but they're little half inch pieces, cut those all up and stick them in my little, my little snack cup. And then I take some of my parm crisps. So I got like some parm, some meat, some, some nuts. It's a nice little keto trail mix that I eat and it's delicious. And these, and these this meat is so flavorful. And here's the thing. Their biggest issue isn't customer acquisition. It's being able to make enough stuff. Like they run out of stuff all the time because their shit's so popular. I just found out after I got back, they make cheeses too. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? So it's special S P E Z I A L E fine foods. They're out of Toronto. They're going to be back in March at the, whatever show is going on there at the EY center. I think it's like the not home and garden. This one was the Ottawa home and remodeling show. So I think that one could be the home and garden show. We'll figure out whatever it is, but I will be back to see them. They were great. We chatted all weekend long. I just kept trying more and more things, buying more and more things. So I've been happy with that. I've even got a soapersada. I took the soapersada they gave me. I chopped it all up into like little pieces. Instead of like slicing it, I don't have a slicer and I couldn't possibly slice it as thin as I would need to to make sandwiches out of it. So I just sliced it all up into like tiny little cubes. And then I've been throwing that into a frying pan, you know, rendering it down a little bit. And then I just pour, you know, egg whites and a little bit of parm use my argonaut bed or carb carbonaut bread and is delicious. Like this is literally guys, I'm going to be literally, 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 I'm going to be using this, this, these products as like my protein for a little while. I'm actually very, very excited to have like these good snacks that I can just, you know, come and, and enjoy. They were also very big on like, take everything out of the plastics, wrap it in paper bags and stick it in the fridge. That's how you're going to preserve it. You're going to help it dry out a little more in the bag. It's going to create moisture that you don't need. So put it in a paper bag. There won't be any moisture. Just stick it in the fridge once it's opened. Incredible. I got, I got so much stuff that I'm so jazzed about. And I got these things. I can't even remember. There's some, something Jaeger is what they're called. Not Jaeger Meister, but like Linda, Linda Jaeger. And they're like, it's like a beef jerky and a pepperette had a baby. So they're like, they're like, they're sort of flat, but they've got like the, the texture. It's almost like the taste of jerky, but the texture of a pepperette, but it's like, it's like sort of flat, almost like a, not a bookmark, but I'm trying to think of something that would be a, a good example of like flat. It's like, it's like if you stacked two or three tongue depressors on each other, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, like wide, flat, long, like a pepperette. Love it. Love it. I love their stuff, guys. These are going to be the absolutely delicious keto snacks that I use. I'm excited for when I finally open up the bacon and they'd even, they've even got it with like the strings through it. So when you open it up, you can hang it to dry out even more, but I'm going to, I'm going to slice the, the outside off of it and then just cube everything else. And I'm going to use it like pancetta. I'm going to ch chop it all up and use it for cooking with eggs and stuff like that. So Christina and D at Special Fine Foods, huge shout out. What you do is amazing. I love chatting with them. And, and that was that was a lot of the stuff for the expo gang. I had a, I had a really good time. They were, they were a lot of fun. I have booked more when I was done. I, I sent a emails to my people and I'll send you guys a, I guess I may as well put in the notes for the Spezial fine foods too, is put in the show notes just so you guys can see their stuff, but everything you can order from them. You can see the images They're They're delicious. I would not have, I would not have given them a second look had I not tried their stuff. So, like I said, you do these, these conventions and there's always a couple, 
you know, cured meat booze. Theirs was the real motherfucking deal, y'all. It was so good. I have booked another grand opening in Kingston coming up in a couple months. That'll be great. The beginning of March, I will be at TD Place doing the iHeart Beer and Tacos Tour with Founders. And I'm also hoping to book another HelloFresh gig at the EY Center, preferably the same weekend as the return of, of you know, a lot of these vendors that I love. So that would be absolutely great if, if I could do that. But I'm glad to have booked at least two more things in the calendar and working on, on even more still. We're doing this new, we're doing this new activation for, for Rideau Center, which is a Cadillac Fairview property. So Eaton Center and, and I think Carrefour and Montreal, like all across the country, there's six properties doing this where between eight and 10 AM, the mall is very quiet. So nothing's open, but, but people are walking through the mall transit on their way to work, switching, switching transit methods, stuff like that. And so they started doing this like mornings at see at Cadillac Fairview where we're giving away these like balloon flowers. So it's like, you know, essentially like think of like a balloon animal, but a flower and there's a DJ there playing music. So it like kind of fills them all with music and, and, you know, we're just giving people these flowers and it seems to be bright in the day. I thought like, oh my God, this is gonna be one of the weirdest things I've ever done, but you know, I'm going to get so many weird looks, but, but no, people have been really cool and you know, they seem to like it. Click, click, click. Sorry. I'm fidgeting with my pen. They seem to like it. So it's, it's really not as bad as I thought. I've been doing that the last two days and I have to get up wicked fucking early because I have to be at Rito for 8am. It's a half hour away and I got to wake up and, you know, do my health metrics and things like that. Speaking of which today on the scale, three, six, so three, two sixty one. Yeah. I gained 80 pounds this week, guys, two sixty one. That was the way in 261 pounds on the dot. It was after I got back because I, uh, I was, I, I slept so poorly. I slept at the very last minute, but 261. So I'm down. I mean, fuck, I was 264 last week, three pounds in a week is good. It's just not as good as what I was doing. So <coughs> I, I was at about, you know, what was it? 16. So I was at eight pounds a week before I'm, I'm less than half of that, but still three pounds in a week is still good. Right. I should be happy with that number. I, I, I don't mind this thing. So I did the second one today, this today being Wednesday. I did the second one of those Rito things in the morning. It was nice. The DJ guys are super cool. And that was, that was kind of that. I, I managed to just do the, do the days, get home back to work yesterday. I thought I'll record the podcast. When I came home, I came home. I was so tired. I didn't even have the notes done. Started working on the notes, finished them, but was wicked tired. I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm going to go to bed. And I passed out real early last night, but I woke up sadly around nine or 10 o'clock and I couldn't fall asleep again till late. So I just ended up being exhausted again today. So rather than pushing this back another day and starting another trend of just being late with the podcast, I decided let's just punch it out and it'll be in the afternoon instead of the morning versus days late. I, I started watching love on the spectrum season two. I've mentioned before that I like that show. I find it to be very, very sweet. It's people with, with people on the spectrum. Okay. And this is the second season of the USA one. So you see a lot of the couples coming back, how they doing, what's new with their lives, yada, yada, yada. It seemed very, I gotta say, it's the first time I haven't been like really enthralled with the show. I don't mind it. I, but I haven't been as compelled to watch it. Maybe I'm just tired too, but it's sweet and charming as usual, but it's just not, I find one of the characters really annoying whatever. I mean, again, they're, they're autistic. So like when they're like wicked picky about who they want, like this one person wants someone to be family oriented, to be this, to be that, to be obsessed and dedicated to animation. I'm like, you're, you're being real niche. And then they'll see someone. It's like, Oh, if that person, you know, 
doesn't doesn't ah, it's 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 really crazy to ask for that specific but again at the end of the day they're autistic so try to tell them like hey you, you can't do that not really an option but i'm enjoying it they they have another show that i started watching that came out a while back and i started watching it and it's people with down syndrome dating like i'm always pissing crystal off except for now now i'm not now i now i just don't make jokes and stuff like that but back when we were together i would i would always call love on the spectrum. I was like, what's that fucking show dating with down syndrome retards and romance? What is it? You know, just to bother. I don't think that way, but love on the spectrum. But now they have a show for people with down syndrome that are trying to date. And it's called down for love, which I think it's a really fucking hacky pun. You know what I mean? Like, again, if you're joking, sure. But you actually call the show, oh, I'm down for love. And it's like people with down syndrome. I find that one way more irritating. I guess like right off the bat, I find it hacky, right? So I'm kind of like, I like, I, I love the idea of them dating and stuff, you know, like I'm cool with it. It's a weird thing. It's like, I'm, I'm fine with them dating. Like I make the decisions. No, what I mean is like, I, I'm, I think it's a great thing for them to be dating and to, to show their love. But I think it's like a kind of a shitty second attempt at, you know, love on the spectrum. And I have a really hard time understanding them. Like I watch every show with, with subtitles, but during the show, I find myself going like, that was such a mumble that there's no way the subtitle person could have even understood it. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to make an attempt to give you an example because I'll get canceled, but you know, like, what do you think? And then it says beautiful at the bottom. And that was me thinking the word. And so it's like hard not to do it, but I was like, I was like, oh, are you sure? Like several times there, they'll be like, you know, they'll say something and you're like, there's no fucking way. That's what it was. Right. It doesn't show the, the, like the directors, the directors are very vocal with them. So you'll hear them asking them questions in the, you know, in the thing. Normally you would have, excuse me. Oh, it's been a minute, right? Normally you would have the, the interviewee paraphrase back the question that was asked, what do I want in a relationship? Well, I'm looking for someone who did it. Right. So you don't have to hear the director talking, but this one, they don't paraphrase back. They just kind of answer directly. So they have to have the director sort of, you know, you hear them asking the question. So you know what, what they're answering, but, but they still have the conversation without a cut sometimes. Whereas on this down for love show, you know, they'll ask them a question, they answer it with the subtitle and then it'll cut and it'll be like another question being asked, you know, and they answer. So it's not even like that person paraphrases back. Whereas the people that they love on the spectrum, they'll say, Oh, I'm just looking for a partner who's got like this. Oh yeah. You'd like somebody who has that. Yeah. I think it's a really good quote. Like, like, you know, that they've understood. You can hear what they're saying, even though sometimes some of them will mumble a little bit, like it's there down for love. I can't understand them. And it's almost like, like, what was that show where they would translate? Oh, on, on Viva La Bam, when they would have Don Vito on, that guy fucking, like they would put like all these goofy subtitles underneath them. And I know that they do that. I'm almost over people subtitling their dog. dog and it's like, it's like, yes, I want this stuff. Are you sure? Give, give to me. Like they put like little dumb, am I getting cranky out of nowhere? I'm hangry. Anyways, Down for Love feels a little hacky didn't enjoy it as much. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm not enjoying the second season of, of love on the spectrum as much. So, but if you like that show, please, by all means, take a look. And hey, if you think, I would love to know what you think, contact at one man podcast.com. I'll read your email. Tell me what you think of these shows. If you've watched them, if you won't watch them, why not? You know, that kind of fun stuff. So I also played another game of Codenames live. I played last month with my pal red. We were eliminated. We played the Codenames holiday bash eliminated first round. Oh, geez. So I asked Red to come back and be my partner because I thought that, 
you know, it might be fun to, to play more than just one night. And, and we played and we won. Now this was not a competition. This was just a regular show, but we won. We had a little red emption, right? So now we re- we redeemed ourselves. Red was part of the winning team this time. So very, very glad that we had a chance to do that. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate my buddy, Tim Riel for inviting me to do the show. And guys, you can watch Codenames live. It's the great board game that's done live on Twitch every Monday and Thursday. It is at twitch.tv slash nerd incorrect. And you can watch the, the games. I believe they're, the games are eight. I believe the show is 8 p.m. Eastern. And it's, I know it's Mondays and Thursdays. So they'll let you know if they're going on a break, but that was great. Like I said, I, I got to sell some of my soap this weekend. I've even had some people reach out to me afterwards just saying like, Hey, I've already used it. And it's great. I had this young fella whose name, you know, shout out to Ty, who was super great. Ty was like, I'm not sure I go to the dermatologist. I used a lot of different, you know, expensive stuff. They prescribed me. Ty purchased one of JD Bauer's face bars, his acne crusher, which is orange turmeric and tea tree oil. And he said he's used it for a few days and he's like, it's already working magic. He's like, it's great. And another, another person, VV, who is one of the people at my shows in Toronto, and she's using it for a skin thing too. I'm not going to divulge, but uh, she was like, yeah, I, I've had a skin issue that I've gone to multiple dermatologists. You know, they shrug or they've suggested things don't work. And she's like, I've been using it for two weeks now. You know, I saw you in Toronto and I've been using it two weeks almost, and it is great. She's like, I'm actually hopeful that this seems to be reversing the thing. So big, uh, big shout outs to those people who purchased the soap. Thank you very much. And big shout outs to, you know, JD Bauer for making such a great product. Right. And one more thing I'm going to talk about, this was hilarious that we had ourselves dying, laughing in the, in the internet family group is I don't know how it came up. I don't remember how it came up, but Chad was like. I can take, he's like, I could, I think I could fucking choke out. I could beat a kangaroo in a fight. And we were like, oh, okay. We're looking up and D's like, oh, I go, what are those ones that are all jacked? And he's like, oh, red kangaroos. Dylan said that. He's like, yeah, red kangaroos. And I go, yeah, that, those things are beat. And Chad's like, absolutely. I could do it. I was like, what? He's like, I am confident. I could fucking beat one of those things. I could, I could beat the shit out of kick one of those things ass. So his strategy was to, to try to get, you know, a stranglehold on it. But if you haven't seen these things, these things are fucking jacked. Right. So he's talking about, he goes, I, I'm convinced that's the only mammal that I could get shit of. He was, he was like, I showed him a picture of a timber wolf. I'm like, you could get on a jump on a timber wolf. But he's like, no fucking way. That thing will, will rip me to shreds. But I'm like, we're, we're talking, we're like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, so Chad's not a blowhard. I do want to preface it by saying he's not a blowhard. He's not one of those guys who like, oh, I could fuck a tick. He's got like really no arrogance or ego on him, which was why this stood out so much. If he was just one of those guys who always says he could fucking beat something or fight something, I'd be like, sure, whatever, bud. But Chad's not a blowhard, but he was like, I really do think he's like, he's like, I'm not going to try. We're saying to him, I'm like, dude, these things can like lean back on their tails and fucking slash you with their feet. Apparently they're like, they're like velociraptors where they'll get on their hind legs and they'll use their big fucking claws in the front to try to disembowel you. I'm like, are you serious? That's insane. And this thing's reach is, is crazy. I'm like, dude, this thing's going to fucking kill you. And he's like, no, I, I, he's like, I really think like I could just, if I get, I I maybe try to sweep its legs. I'm like, oh my God, it's a tripod already. The tail is another leg. So I'm like, this thing's going to fucking, you go to sweep one of its legs. It's going to fucking stay standing. And then it's going to hack at you with its foot or it's going to punch you in the face with its, with its claws. I'm like, you gotta, he's like, yeah, but I think if I can get underneath it, like, like arm, like sweep under its arm and then put it in a chokehold. I was like, what, what did you get a fucking UFC arm bar? This thing you're just laying on the ground, fucking twist, pulling its arm out, tap out, tap out. You know, I, I don't know how you do it. I think that this thing, if it knows you're coming, you might have a one shot chance, but I mean like, even there's, there's animals where it's like, you know, this thing can lean back on its tail, which is going to bring you back with it. Can it get its foot up and like hack at your face? 
from from standing like i don't know i don't know how those legs come up depending on how he bends them and shit right he could bend his back but the red ones are the ones that are all jacked so he saw a video of one getting slapped in the face he's like that thing was a bitch it just took it i'm like yeah but that guy slapped it in the face the thing didn't even shake its head like it rung its bell it was just surprised the guy did it and then the guy immediately fucked off i'm like if this thing feels you trying to jump on it it might it might fucking give you a run for your goddamn money and and you know, I, I, we were saying to him, like Dylan too, is like, dude, this thing will fucking kill you. And, and Chad's like, no, I really, I really think like, I'm really confident that I could, I could get one over on it. We we're just like, what is happening right now? I I go, you can't box this thing. He's like, oh no, I, I wouldn't square off against that. I'd probably get my ass kicked. I'm like, well, how the fuck are you going to get close to it? You know what I mean? And I just pictured this like boxing of it. Like Dylan was like, we got to make this happen. So he started researching and he found a place in Texas that will let you hunt. Like they have red kangaroos and they'll let you hunt one, hunt and kill one. So we're like, well, then they're probably going to let you fight one. We don't want to kill it. We just want to fight it. So Dylan's like, if you put this together, if they say yes, I'll pay for you guys to fly down. So I was just like, holy fuck, this is going to be like a rumble in the jungle kind of thing. Like where, you know, man versus goddamn beef machine. This fucking kangaroo is going to kick the shit out of Chad. I'm like, this is the, I'm like, dude, I don't want to see you die. I go, first off, you're the underdog in the fight. So I'm going to root for you. I always root for the underdog, but I'm like, but even still, you know what I mean? Like this is gonna be you like i got this hold my beer to like smash cut to us like trying to perform cpr on you i'm gonna have to take your fucking family home a crisply crisply folded flag like he died doing what he didn't have to do it was completely unnecessary he was murdered by a fucking hippity hop and i was just like the, like we're, we're laughing i'm like dude this is gonna be crazy like it's gonna be you know, I could just see like if, if we did sort of bill it like a fight, like everyone come watch this guy fight a kangaroo. Even every every YouTube video we tried to watch online, they were all like these like goofy, fake staged, funny parody fights. Like they weren't real. So I'm like, what is what is happening? Like this guy's gonna die. I'm like, I, like we're gonna try to promote this thing. You guys come watch Chad fight thing. It'd be like I was just saying it'd be hilarious to see him sitting at the table. He'll be all like Conor McGregor, like this fucking bitch hopping around like he's hot shit. I'm gonna fuck him up and we'll make his Joey's orphans. The fucking kangaroos just sitting at the other side of the table wearing a suit, just saying nothing, like being all classy. I don't know. I, I, we tried to coordinate it so that Chad and, and Dylan could come on here and we could legitimately like talk and say like, what is your, what is your thoughts on this? But what do you guys think? Do you think that you could fucking take a, a red, a red kangaroo? Google red kangaroos are the ones that, that are, that are jacked and like fucking Chris Hemsworth kangaroos. I'm fairly certain Chris Hemsworth personal trainer is a fucking red kangaroo, but you know, do you think you could take one? Do you think Chad is toast? What do you think the over under is that, that Chad can, what's the strategy contact at one man podcast.com. How does this fucking thing go down? That's, that's it for, for that, that particular stuff of the week. I do have two emails I want to read. So shout out to my buddy Ramsey who sent an email and shout out to Andrew. I'm going to read them emails right now. Ramsey writes, Oh, did he send another one? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, this is just the, the email chain. So it was, Hey man, it was great seeing you in your element last week and was glad we got the chance to catch up after listen to the latest podcast and just want to say, keep your chin up and stay strong. You deserve someone who will treat you better. I'm looking forward to tuning in one day and hearing that you met an awesome gal that appreciates you for you. Appreciate that. But he goes also, thank you for the discretion when referring to our convo. Of course. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. And thank you for the love. Very, very kind. My buddy Andrew writes in slow blower, snow blower, slow blower. Yeah. Slow down. Slow down. You're gonna make me come too fast. I need a slow blower. The snow blower recommendation was, Hey Josh, that was a real shitty situation. You found yourself in with the driveway after coming back from Toronto. I wanted to maybe reach out and recommend this snow blower. I got 
from, I got a Canadian tire, not super expensive, 200 bucks, but I luckily had enough Canadian tire money saved up that I got it for half price, but it makes clearing my driveway so much faster and is good at breaking up the chunks. I'd say it's worth the 200 bucks if you can spare it. Yeah. It looks, it looks like a snow blower, but it's like electric and it's, and he said it was 200 bucks. It's not, that's not that bad. I'd say it's worth $200 if you can spare it, or maybe you and Crystal can go have these or better yet. If you can spare it, do the petty thing and have it, but hide the extension cord. So she has to shovel her side and you don't ha. Yeah. And then he sent the link to it, but there's no brand unless certified is the brand, which is a weird, weird brand name choice. Sounds like something thrown together. Appreciate you sending that me to me, buddy. She actually bought like a, an electric snow snow blower or an extra an electric snow shovel was what it cost, but it looks a little bit smaller than, yeah, this is 18 inches. The one that she got was like, was like eight inches. Like it's just an eight inch thing. And you just kind of do it and it throws the snow. I don't even know if it throws the snow inside or throws it forward. I don't know. I haven't used it yet, but it has been snowing the last couple of days. Definitely appreciate those emails gang. Thank you so much for sending them. I appreciate just the people reaching out. It makes me feel loved. It makes me feel loved. Quote of the week. The quote of the week, guys, is one that I love, and, and it even goes back to like the, the snow shovel. It goes back to a lot of things, and that is, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And if it's not self-explanatory what that means, I'll give you a little example, is don't click on fucking links in your email that from, from people you don't know. Click on the, the email address and see if, if it's an email you know. If it says PayPal and you click on it and it goes, Steve Smith at Tiki Hut World dot ca or dot ru or something like that probably not from paypal so don't click on links because as soon as you do that now you, you know all it does is is tell some bot like hey this is a real email address that's checked send all sorts of other shit to this email address too don't click don't don't do your username and password and stuff because of course if you fuck up the the you know the 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 protocol for fixing everything and 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 whatnot is ridiculously long, right? Whereas you can just not click on it. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So many things in life were just, you know, hey, if someone had shoveled out the driveway a little bit when it was only light snow, it wouldn't have been so fucking thick and packed and melted and icy and frozen when I got home. You know what I mean? Bring extra batteries when you have something that you need batteries for, right? Because trying to find batteries in a pinch when you need something to work is going to be a nightmare. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. The quote of the week, one of my favorites. I use it all the time. Yeah. Also, the the word of the week is one that I've, I may have even talked about before, but I think I talked about it with Kyle and the thing, but fuck it. It's, it's, it's the, it's the word imply and infer because they're used usually interchangeable. So before I go ahead and read the actual definition, I'm going to do what I think is funny and tell you how I understand it. So, so implying means that you're, you're saying something subtly like, Oh, so you're spending a lot of time with guys. Well, that might be an implication. I'm like, Haha, are you gay? Do you like men? Not homophobic or anything like that, but just saying that like, that would be the implication. It's like, Oh, Wow, you're looking, uh, looking, looking a little big uh, around the midriff there, buddy. You know, maybe they're implying that you're eating more. But an implication is something that's sent. So the person speaking would be the one who is implying something. Hey, I'm implying that you're losing weight. But then when someone says, hey, are you inferring that I weigh? Or I'm, I'm in, if someone's like, oh, hey, are you implying? You're like, no, I'm inferring. Well, no, you're not inferring because inferring comes from the listener. So, so you know, the listener would infer something. So if someone said, hey, sure, I'm spending a lot of guy time with guys, I'd be like, so I'm inferring that you're saying I'm gay. Inferring means that you are understanding a message that wasn't spoken, not 
sending a message. So, you know, you could say, Hey, I'm inferring that, you know, you're not happy to see me if someone's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It may be bad. Well, it's a good example. I just never gave the, the first one. So it says here, imply hint at something. So relates to giving information, infer, make an educated guess related to taking information. So remember the speaker does the implying the listener does the inferring. So you can't infer when you were the one talking because you were the talker, you were implying the receiver, you know, inferred, Oh, I'm inferring that, that, that. So Yeah. Imply means to express or suggest something indirectly without explicitly stating it. Infer means to draw a conclusion from some evidence. In other words, to pick up on something that was implied. So there you go. Word of the week, imply versus infer. Now you know the difference. Hopefully, I certainly don't. No, I do. Of course, I truly do. I'm amazing. Get close to the end, gang. This week's top five was one that that took me a minute because I, I had to be really honest with myself in some situations, but also like ones that I thought were just like, holy shit. So it's a movie thing. It's a movie thing. So I had to pick the top five movie twists that I didn't see coming. All right. So if I'm watching the movie and I'm like, oh shit, because there's a lot of times I'm like, this is going to be like that and I call it. And, and often it's the case. This was one where it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and see if, you know, or well, these are ones not that I'm going to go ahead, but these are ones where I'm like, I'm watching the movie and then holy shit did not see that coming. Might've thought, might've thought that there was a twist coming, but certainly didn't see the one that ended up happening. So in number five, my buddy, Sean, who listens out in BC, we watched this movie together in high school and, and long before anything else, this movie was called Sleepaway Camp. And it's an old, I think like it's a cult classic horror where this girl comes to a camp and all of a sudden everyone who's, you know, around her or whatever is, is, seems to be getting killed. I think that they imply that she's the one who's doing the killing, but you don't really know what's, what's going on or who the killer is most of the time. And then at the end of the movie, there's a big twist, you know, kind of along the lines of Ace Ventura's twist where it turns out that she's not a girl, he's a boy. You know, his parents forced a, an opposite gender on them. So every time someone tries to like hook up with her and they find Captain Winky, she kills her. At the end of the movie, you find her with the little, with the, with the boy that she'd wandered off with. And all of a sudden she's just, you know, you see his, his, his head in her lap. Like, you know, he's laying beside her and his head's in her lap. And then as they get close to her, the head goes rolling. So it's like, she's clearly decapitated him. And she's all, ah, and it's like a little cock, which is funny because you just see like a, a woman with a, with a dick hanging out. Bad, bad, it was practical effects, but bad, bad effects because it just kind of looked stupid at the end, but it was like, oh, this is, and she was almost like a creature at that point too. But, but I did not see the twist at the end of sleepaway camp. Didn't even expect a twist, but just, yeah, big twist. Odd. Number four, the movie Saw, the very first movie Saw, I believe written and I know directed by James Wan. I, I don't know if it was written by him, but of course the movie Saw, if you haven't seen it yet, you know, two guys are trapped in in some sort of warehouse washroom and they're trying to figure out how to get out over the course of the movie. You're kind of learning about this guy jigsaw who puts other people in positions like that and you know what they did to try to survive. And, and you know, one of them does survive, but you know, at the end of the, the movie spoiler alert. So I'll give you a five, like just to turn off your thing, five, four, three, two, one, one of the guys saws his feet off foot off to get out of the chains and, and, you know, try to go for help, but he's probably going to bleed out before he gets out. And then the dead body that's been in the center of the room the whole time, you know, turns out that that's Jigsaw himself. And he's been there listening to their, their, 
their interactions and he just gets up and 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 walks away you also find out that the key from the very beginning that just kind of went down the tube like that was the key to escape so the guy had the key with him at all times and had he not pulled the plug out with his toes he would have been you know kind of free to go little odd little odd but i don't know i i just i just didn't see the whole him getting up at the end and having been there the whole time so I thought that was one there. Number three, The Prestige. Great Christopher Nolan movie. Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, Scarlett Johansson, Piper something or other. Not Piper Posey, but Piper something or else. The one from Coyote Ugly. And then, and also David Bowie, guest appearance as as Nikolai Tesla. Really good movie. Two rival magicians. Really, really enjoyed the movie. The twist that I did not see coming. Well, maybe, maybe two of them, but, but one of them was bigger than the other, in my opinion. Spoiler alert in three, two, one, zero. The reason that Christian Bale's character is able to, to pull off all of these things and, and these teleportations and things like that is because he has a twin brother. So there isn't any, there is no, what do you call it? Come on. Uh, there is no magic trick. It's just, you know, one guy goes into one booth, the other guy walks the other in a second. It's like, how the fuck does he do that? So it's. It's, it's fascinating, fascinating, very, very fascinating trick, very, very fascinating twist. And then of course there's another twist. Sorry guys, my brain went off. I'm like, wait a second, isn't there a part of the movie? And I just started thinking about the movie. There is, there's another twist where, where Hugh Jackman's character finally is able to, to perform a magic trick that, that, you know, Christian Bale's character can't figure out. And it turns out he's straight up like creating clones and murdering them every single show. So that was, that was fascinating too. But The Prestige is a great movie. Start to finish. Amazing. Number two, The Village. Older movie. Saw in high school with my buddy Mika in the theater. And I got to tell you, it's one of those M, M. Night Shyamalan, for, for purpose, M. Night Shyamalan, but I'm always like, oh, one of those M. Night Shyamalan movies. This guy is all about, ooh, twists. And they're even joking, you know, South Park stuff, ooh, twist ending, twist ending. This guy with his twist endings. His movies are stupid. His movies are stupid. Every time I watch one, I'm angry that I watched it. The, the, the twist, let's leave the sixth sense. Cause it was his first one. Then there was like unbreakable next. And I'm trying to remember what the twist in that was, was that like, oh, everything's happening by Samuel L. Jackson's trying to like provoke a, you know, arch enemy or something dumb. The happening is the trees were, were letting off a scent that made humans want to kill themselves. Like just dumb. Like the twists are always dumb. The aliens and signs are just, oh, they hurt them with water. Like it, it was just, these are dumb twists. When I went to see the village, the village looked really creepy because it's this village that's isolated in the middle of a forest. It's just in a clearing. The village exists there, but then out in the woods, there's these big creatures. Don't venture out into the woods. And at night go inside because these creatures will come out of the woods and try to kill you. And I remember when I was in the theater, when I was in the theater, because you know, right from the trailers that one of the characters has to go off into the, you know, the woods and, and try to save the village for some reason. So, you know, that's something that happens, but anyways, in the movie, I'm sitting there in the theater with, with Mika. And at one point, like everyone goes, Oh, it's bed nighttime, right? Go into, go into your, you know, your, your, your houses. But then they, you know, they wake up the next day and they wander through town and they find these little dead, what look like Chinese crested dogs. Okay. So it's like a skinless thing, but it's got like stupid little fucking Mohawk hair and, and shit. So it looks like a dead Chinese crested dog, but not quite. 
And they're just laying around. They're like, oh, what's this? What is this thing dead? It's like these dead things were found around the village. And Mika leans over to me in the theater at this point. And he's like, I have a theory. He's like, I think I, I think I'm making a prediction here. I was like, all right. He goes, okay. So these little things that they're finding dead, these are like the young of those big creatures in the, in the forest. It's like they're young, right? So they're, they're coming into town, they're dying. So the, the villagers have to find a way to like heal them, like to fix them, to, 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 to cure them of whatever it is that's causing their young to die. But of course, because the young are dying, you know, in the village, the big creatures are going to think it's the humans doing it. So they're going to have to find a way to fix it without, you know, getting killed by the humans. That's probably why she leaves is to like find this cure or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's a great fucking prediction. That would have been a better, better movie than the real movie because right in the middle of the movie before they leave. And they talk like old ye old English for some stupid reason. But in the movie, before she ever goes out into the woods, she's blind. So they're like, oh, our secrets, they won't know. Right before she ever goes out, they tell her that that the creatures aren't real. They're not real. It's farce. We use it to keep people in the village. It's farce. She's like, oh, okay. But then when she wanders off into the village, she's being followed by one. And it's very, very creepy. But so, so spoiler alert, three, two, three, two, three, three, two, one, spoiler alert. They weren't lying. So we were thinking, oh, it's farce, but oh, there really are creatures out here. No, there isn't. And, and this whole scene where it's following her and it's like mimicking her and then it walks and stops. Like it's a creepy scene, but because you've already told us that they're not real, there's already a party that's not real. And then of course, when it falls into a pit, it turns out it's the special needs guy who lives in the village and he's you know, fallen and killed himself on a trap or whatever. But it's like, you should have told us it was farce later so that that scene is scarier, right? Maybe flashback to the whole, oh, this is farce. This is not real. When we realize, oh, it's the kid. So let us be scared. But when you tell us it's not real to begin with, you know, I, 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 I was like, this is, this is dumb. But then you find out the, the, one of the dumbest premises this guy's ever had is that the, the village is actually happening in modern days. And it's almost like a Jurassic park where some, I don't even know if they're rich or not, but it's like, but some psychiatrists or, or psychologists decided, what if we create a new village inside here and we go back to olden ways and we don't tell people about the outside world so it doesn't corrupt them. And it's like, there's a wall that's built around this whole fucking thing and there's security guards monitoring it to make sure like no one goes in or no one goes it just was so stupid i was like mika's prediction mika's narrative was way more interesting than what it ended up being but that was the number two twist that i didn't see was like oh it's a bunch of psychologists making a fucking cult in the woods stupid finally the biggest twist that i can remember seeing just the biggest like what the fuck like and happened in a heartbeat didn't see it coming at all was the departed Great movie, lots of little twists and stuff in that movie, but the biggest twist I did not see coming, ready for it, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, you got to see it, Martin Scorsese movie, great, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, Jack Nicholson, Martin Sheen, fuck, who knows how many more, Vera Farmagia, whatever it is, the one who plays uh, Lorraine Warren, and she's, in, and she's in, yeah, she plays Lorraine Warren in the Conjuring movies, I mean, she's in other shit too, but I just... I just know that the, 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 the departed was the first movie I saw her in. So spoiler alert in three, two, three, three, two, three, three, two, one. 
the scene where Leonardo DiCaprio finally arrests Matt Damon, has him dead to rights. They walk into an elevator. Matt Damon's like crying. He's like, just fucking be a man. The door opens. Boom. Someone shoots Leonardo DiCaprio right in the fucking head dead. Did not see that coming. That's a, a blink and you fucking miss it moment of the movie. And I was just like, wow, that's our main character, so to speak. And you just fucking just out of nowhere, just bang dead. Biggest, biggest, biggest twist I never saw coming in a movie. And then, of course, it's like some guy who knows Matt Damon. He's like, hey, man, I'm in. I'm not here to get you out. And he's like, oh, thanks. He uncuffs him. And then Matt Damon immediately shoots that guy in the fucking head. The guy who saved him shoots that guy in the head. It's fucking crazy. It's almost like like a little Reservoir dogs at the end where just people just start getting fucking iced. But, but great movie. Love watching it every single fucking time. And did not see that coming. I want to mention that next week's top five guys is going to be the twists that I did see coming. And not necessarily that I, I predicted them or that I, I had a feeling, but just like movies with huge twists that I already knew were coming. So when we got to it, it was less effective for me. So if you want to write in yours, contact at onemanpodcast.com. Feel free to send me your top five twists you didn't see coming. Feel free to send me your top five twists you did see coming. I'm sure that there's two movies in particular that have huge twists that someone's like, how the fuck did you not mention these? Probably coming up on next week's episode. But next week, top five twists I did see coming. Please feel free to send me yours. This week, guys, why does it say one man? Oh, I just wanted to remind you guys all the different one man podcast bonus episodes that I have out there with different comics that are, that are timeless. You know, when you're scrolling through the library, feel free to look at something with a name on it and check out some of the bonus episodes I did having an opportunity to sit and, and talk and, you know, interview some, some amazing comedians, the stuff that they say is still, still valid and, and good today. So please feel free to, to go back and check some of those episodes out. They're great. I'm heading to Chicago next month for Paul Verzi's Netflix taping. I'm going with my buddy Mika my buddy Richard, my buddy Mikey, the four of us are going. We're going to have a great little couple of days in Chicago. Very, very excited for that. And so you guys, actually, the, the episode that I did with Paul Verzi, I actually recorded it with him right after he taped his Comedy Central special. So if you want to listen to that, you get to hear that. And I'll try to get some some little sound snippets with Paul while I'm in Chicago, just so that there's something to bring home and share with you guys. But we're going to get some stories regardless. I want to remind you to check out that KNKT belt code. It'll be in the show notes. So if you want to check out some really good belts, ratchet belts, good quality, really good quality and some really cool styles and colors of belts. They've even got like sort of like fabric-y looking ones, like in a, in like a taupe and a, in a jean kind of looking color, but check them out, check them out. KNKT belts and the code will be in the show notes so that you can get yourself a discount on, on one. If you decide to pick one up, definitely check out Spezial Fine Foods there in the Toronto area. And even the Super Dips people, you should be able to see them at expos around you, but if not, just check out, Google it, Super Dips. They're, they're seasoning that you add to, to sour cream or something like that to make a really nice dip, better tasting than stuff with, with whatnot, you know, uh, synthetics and preservatives and stuff in the store. Spezial, they're in the, just a little North of Toronto gang, but they, uh, they do deliver and they do ship. So check them out. They are my like, like official snack going forward for the next little bit. And, uh, and coming up this week, I'm, I'm going to be doing another couple. Well, I'll do another day or two of the mornings at Rito. If I'm on, if I'm on time with the podcast, I'll be doing, you know, one of them on Tuesday and then recording, or if I'm late, I'll do them both by the time I get to the thing. 
Richard and I are getting together tomorrow. My buddy Richard are getting together tomorrow to discuss a podcast. He's been bothering me to do one. So we're going to discuss it. I think he's very, very keen on it. We'll check it out. On Friday, I'm going to go to Costco with my buddy Peter because he's working on on losing weight and stuff too. And then looking for some 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 good snacks. This guy works, he goes hard at the gym, but then he's been talking how he comes home and he just fucking, he'll crush a pizza and he eats like shit. So I'm like, listen, we got to get you some stuff that's going to be easier for you to do. And and not, and not feel so bad. Like if you have some snacks, at least it's, it's keto and you keep yourself burning fat instead of carbs. I'm going to go hang out with my, my pal Mika and his lovely wife, Mel on Friday. We're going to play some board games in the evening. I haven't seen them in a little bit and I'm excited to see them. And then finally I got an awesome event I'm looking forward to on Monday called Bong and Pong on Preston. It's a cannabis industry event. I love doing those. I work with a company called Reef when I do those and I have a great fucking time. So I'm really looking forward to that. Really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast as always. You know the email address. I say it all the time. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. Would love to have you guys reach out and let me know what's what's good with you. What are your top fives? Your top five suggestions? Ask me some questions. Make recommendations. Doesn't matter what it is. I just love for you to reach out from the silence and send me a little something. Makes me very, very happy. In the meantime, love you guys. Hope you have the best week ever. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon.